Hello and welcome back to Experiencing Gold, a uh, tabletop role-playing game podcast. I am your host, Nick Singer, and your DM. Joining me, as per the usual, are Sam Limmer, Keith Diedrich, and Connor Grayson as Cat Mint, Pariah, and Malachi, respectively. I uh, never signed off on you using my last name, man. Who cares? If anybody's of, going, if anybody's going on... If I'm anybody's just, going on Twitter, they can find you very easily, Keith. Find me on Twitter. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a Twitter. Nick, it's the Darth Kedrick. Nick, I got nope. I got dark it secrets, isn't. Nick. I don't want people knowing my oh, real name. Dark. I got you ain't I got, got nothing. I got a dark past. No, you it's, don't. There it's was now a time. Darth Lenny. Oh boy, there was a time where I drove ten miles over the speed limit, Nick. Ten miles over. You think I want that getting out in the world? Congratulations, it now so is. So the theme of this uh, <laughs> week is apparently no focus. Let me know when you guys are ready. We're done. To be funny? We're done. <laughs> <laughs> We're done being funny. funny. From here on out, this is no, a serious no more, podcast. No more comedy in this show. Yeah. Serious drama. Okay, I'm ready. Hold on, let me get in my drama voice. It's me, Malachi. Grizzled Malachi, detective I, from I, hell. I didn't think you would come back. All is lost, Catman. Nick's gotten his phone. <laughs> Nick, he's completely given up Let me up know when you guys are ready, seriously. <laughs> Nick has completely given up. Yep. Let me know when you're ready. At what point, Nick, at what point is this much different from, like, when we would play at home? Right now we're on a time schedule, remember? <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> you guys have just finished your toast. Most buttered. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was French. So you guys just finished your toast. Um, you know, the bar is going about its business. Reese, uh, going about his. Uh, it is running a little bit late. You guys are about halfway through your drinks. Uh, what is your plan? I think we were just gonna go to sleep, right? No! I have to- we have to earn money. Or should we do that another night? We're only here one night. Some of them are undead, so maybe they can't actually get drunk. I turn and look at the large man who's indicated to me, and I say, Excuse me, sir! Um, there's a bunch of people in the bar talking, and he's over in a booth. I go walk. Alright, you walk over to him. Um, he's sitting there. He doesn't notice you walk up to him. Sir. He's just, uh. Down here. (coughs) Excuse me. Bless you, sir. Hey, thank you. Down. Right. Oh. What are you supposed to be? Don't worry about it. Can you get drunk? He says, I mean, yeah, but it'll take a little bit, and, uh... If you're trying to get me drunk to take me home, I'm not quite sure I'm very fond of Well, that's disgusting. You, you could squash me in your fist. That is the worst idea. I do not want you as my boyfriend. Right. Some people are into that. How long do you think it would take to get drunk for you? Uh, why? Well, I want to challenge you to a drink-off, but not if it will take too long. Well, it'll take quite some time. Okay, it was nice meeting you. I'm Catman. See you later. And I walk away. Have a have a great day. It take too long, you guys. You just asked one person, right? Yeah, that was the person I was supposed to talk to, according to Reese. Well, why not make an announcement to the whole bar? I'm sure someone in here will need to challenge you a drink contest. They're so spooky. You're traveling with <coughs> a machine person, someone with a living shadow, and you're mm. a living tree. You guys are lovable. Thank you. I think. You know, yeah, I'll take that as a compliment. Pariah, you're just sitting there looking like <laughs> like you're having a hard time digesting something. What do you think? I think we should probably go to bed. Well, I think sometime that in the next month, I gotta I do this. I think that, uh, yeah, well, somewhere pace, else might be best. At the pace that we've been going, you know, 
from one place to another. I kind of feel like one month is plenty of time, Catmint. Just got it right. And I look idealistically off into the middle space. And then we should. And Reese, Reese walks up as you're staring off idealistically. And he goes, Is she going to be alright? I have no idea. She should be, hopefully. I see. Where shall you be staying tonight, then? Um, the Eternal Rest? Ah, of course. Everybody stays there. You won't be able to miss it. Just go outside of my uh, establishment, and it's straight down the road to your left. Uh Uh-huh. Alright, thank you. Bye! Aren't you going to pay? Did we buy anything? Oh, right, yep, we bought some drinks. You have drinks. yeah, I guess we should I do that, shouldn't money. we? Sorry, it's uh, it feels like it's been like a week since we've been in here. Um, you do too have money, Catmint. Mm-hmm. We have we have money, and I'll I'll pay the money. I don't. Yes, you do. Catmint, roll me a deception. Okay, I'm really good at that. Uh, you guys think she might have lost the money somewhere, but eh, whatever. It's her money. I hope it's money for her. I just pay the man. <laughs> okay, it's five gold. That's it. Yep, for everyone. <clears throat> So, do you guys you guys leave the establishment, you make your way toward or down like the paved brick streets of uh Duskvale and uh you find yourselves looking at a very tall structure. You gauge it to be somewhere around maybe 12 stories tall, which is well, pretty tall for all intents and purposes, um especially in Duskvale. And uh that is the eternal rest. Alright, let's get I've never seen... Sorry. Oh, no. After you. Okay, after me. I've never seen something as tall as this. Catman. Not... What? There are trees that are tall. Not even that tall. Oh, okay. Let's just get a room, too. I don't know. Or one. So you guys head in. Uh, There is a front desk for you to go up to. Um, You see a uh, dwarf uh, wearing what appears to be a butler's outfit. Sitting at the desk. Uh, hello? He goes, Yeah? We'd like, uh, do we all want separate rooms? He goes, and he looks at the three of you, and like, you can see like he's definitely some gears are turning in his head, and he goes, Ah, you three are with Tambor, correct? Yeah. Right, yes. Um, she's going to, she has a room for you. Uh, fifth floor, uh, room... Uh, 507, and he hands you each a room key. Like a slidey key? Or like a lock key? It's a, it's like a lock key. Okay. They're, they're still in the process of, uh, you know... Developing computer chips. <laughs> well, I mean, a ring They're magic, that. you know. Oh, yeah, I forgot it would, about it wouldn't magic. Be, yeah, it would be <laughs> magic. Magic chips. Magic so, chips. All the crunch ma- you could yeah, ever want. Magic chips. Magically in every bite. They're always every flavor that you want to eat, and never none of the ones you don't. Magic yeah, chips. They're I ordinarily wanna... delicious. I don't want to stay with Tamper. <laughs> She's in her own room. I don't. Uh, I don't want to look at her today. Why are you upset with good Tamper again? Good thing that uh, we're going to sleep. Yeah. I just don't like her. Okay. Right. Good thing we're going to So you guys head up to your room. You open up the door. Um, it's a spacious room. It's there's two beds. Um, you know, it's very Victorian looking. Like I said, gothic Victorian. I want to sleep on the couch. Okay, there is a couch, so okay. yes. Sleep on the couch. Okay, it I is a pull-out couch. I'm very tiny. Oh yeah, you don't need a pull-out couch. 
Are you? I'm fine. You, this is bigger than the bed I had when I was an adult person. You are you are sure? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't you I've, uh didn't you go back to being an adult? Yes. Yes. Could you tell? No. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie, you didn't look that much different when you and were acted aged about out. the same. You were just like a little bit shorter, which isn't saying much. Because I'm pretty sure a light breeze could already like carry you across a field. Hideous. No, that's that's not what we said. I'm so ugly. I'm going to sleep now. Okay. Good night, Kat. I cast disguise self on myself to look prettier, and then I realize I don't disguise self, so I just cold blankets on my. Okay. So you guys Bye. go to sleep. Um, you know, about halfway through the night, Malachi. Um, <clears throat> you're dreaming, obviously. Um, everybody's, you know, asleep, dreaming, all that sort of stuff. And, Malachi, in your dreams, there's a figure in a wide-brim hat and a trench coat standing before you. Trench coat fading off into, like, you know, constellations. Or, well, just a mass of stars, I guess. You get it. Is this a a lucid dream type scenario, or is it a... Yes. Okay. Hey, Jack. He goes, how's it going? Um, it's been a weird, uh... Weird couple days, to say the least. Yeah. You, you, Last um, time I saw you, you were in a real rough spot, weren't you? Yep. Yeah. But uh, things are better now. Good. I good think. to hear. Yeah. Good. Good to hear. So you usually don't come to me unless there's something of pressing importance. What's up? Oh, I'm just checking in on you right now, making sure you're all good. Is there anything you can that you need? More paper. Says. Then. Just go yeah, to a stationary shop. Yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. I, di- I didn't say it was anything you could do. You just asked me if there yeah. was anything I needed. I don't yeah, know. The, the awkward I... silence was kind of getting to me as I was trying to think of something that you could do. So I just, you know, stream consciousness and all that. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna head back to uh, the stars and all that. Uh, gonna go back to being dead. So uh, have I was. Fun. Ab- I was about to also say have fun, but then you said I'll go back to being dead, and it seemed like. Eh, do, you know, so. being a loosely represented mass of, ex- you know, very large spheres of constantly burning gas, it's not so bad. It could always be worse. That's not pretty badass, actually. Right? So, but uh, yeah, you have yourself a good time. And he kind of fades away. And as he's fading away, you hear a, listen, 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 listen. Jalkovich? And, uh, Yoel, who is, you know, next to you, part of you, all that fun stuff, she says, he never said that at all. Remember, we, we heard that when we were in the, in the temple in between, even. Right, but yeah, I thought that was him we were supposed to be listening for, or whatever. It was never really very clear. She says, well, wake up. I, uh, we should... I do? Yeah, you could wake up, because you're lucid dreaming. Yep. And then, uh, from... You hear it again from down the hall, uh, to the left, you think. Just a, listen, 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 listen. Legs. She says, yeah, of course. Also, are you, are you hearing only four? Yeah. Hey, uh, guys. She says, don't, don't wake them. She says, I think we're fine. Let's just go see what it is. If there's anything, we'll, we'll yell. I think we're going to be okay. We're surrounded by a bunch of, you know, really, really powerful people. I think we're going to be fine. Still, I just... 
Well, you better make up your mind soon before it goes away, whatever it could be. Hey, guys. Does it work? Mariah, Catman. Uh, both of you make me perception rolls, actually. Seven. Well, you don't wake up. Snooze. Eight. And you don't wake up. <sighs> Snore. <laughs> Alright. Mint has a uh, bubble coming out of her snot. Or out of oh, her yeah. out of her snout. Just a snot snout. Full on like adorable anime girl sleep. Snot snout snout. I, I will take validation in the fact that the dice made this decision for me and not Nick. Let's go, guy. <laughs> Let's go, y'all. She says, Alright. So you guys, the two of you, go out of the room and uh, you keep hearing it kinda echoing uh behind or not behind, but to the left. You start following it. And then it turns another left into another corridor. And you see, um, of course, you know, just like the rest of this place, everything's very poorly lit. And uh, with that same kind of eerie bluish light. And you uh, you see what looks like might be, uh, what might be a body on the floor laying there. You're not sure, like, they might be sitting down. They're against the wall. Oh, shit. Uh, go up to it. Go up to it. All right, so... You walk up to it, and, uh, there's no response. And, uh, after a little bit of time, or, like, after, like, looking a little closer, you see that there are two, no, three, three, very, not large, but, uh, sizable holes in this person's chest. You see that they are dressed like one of the, uh, you know, one of the housekeeping people. Um, she appears to be a, uh, a human, and, uh, she's definitely dead. Oh, God. Um, uh, run back to the room, bang on the okay. door. Okay. Alright, so you bang on the door. Both of you two make me another perception roll. Please, natural one. I got an 18! Okay. Wow, that's amazing. You guys wake up to the sound of banging on the door. (laughs) Guys, it's Malachi. There's an issue out here. Do we hear that? Oh, yeah. Of course. We got an 18 and a 24. You guys definitely heard it. I hopped down. I'm too tired. This is something that we need to deal with. I opened the door with Mei-Chan. Okay. Hi. Hi. Okay, so. Why are you awake? I heard I was asleep, and I heard more listens, you know, like what we heard back in soup. <gasps> and I got up to go check it out. I tried waking you guys up, but you two sleep like logs. Anyway. I literally do! Yeah. Pun intended. I guarantee it's but, um, pun intended. The pun was intended, and but that's not that's not important. So Did you uh, know that pun intended is a pun? Y'all, shut up. Yeah. So, we... We went to check it out, and there is a dead body out there. Um, one of the housekeepers, apparently. I didn't kill- No, I did not kill anybody. See, this is why I'm explaining the entire story. I did not kill them. They're laying out there. Uh, they got, like, two big holes in their chest. That doesn't sound like anything that my weapons do. And you guys- There's three big holes. Three big holes. Not really big, but, like, sizable. Yeah. I, I forgot about the number of holes at first. It's three. <laughs> And uh, as you guys are talking, you hear the door in the room next to you open, and you see a very disheveled, like, her shorter hair, like, all just very messy. Um, She's very hastily thrown on, like, what appears to be, like, wizards, like, wizards have sleeping robes, definitely. Yeah, um, oh yeah, they're all, they're all flannel and, like, fleeced yes. on the inside. Yep, and holding, she is holding a book, because she's very seldom without a book. And it's it's timbre and Wizards. like her 
Her eyes are just like, you know, like tired as hell. And she looks at you guys and she goes, what are you doing? Get over, Amber, get, get, get over here, get over here. Person? And I'm like waving her. She in. goes, excuse me, get what? Over, get, get over here. And she walks over. She goes, explain what's going on. I point down the hall. He goes, okay, yeah, sure, there's a hall. Right, I made a, a dead person. I made a I made a turn. Come come on guys, I'll show you to the body. I take my key and I lock the door behind us. Okay. My valuables are in there. So you guys walk down the hall, Tamper follows along very uh, groggily, and uh, you guys arrive at the dead body. <gasps> Do I recognize him? No. You just based on the clothes. You know that it's member of the housekeeping. I'm doing it's f- someone dressed like a maid. I'm doing a full body gesture down the corpse, like. Mm. And she goes, her eyes. She kind of blinks a couple times, looks over, and she goes, "So, do you know who did it?" Oh my gosh! If I did, I would have a sword through their sternum right now and not talking to you guys. Where you're the worst. She goes, "You know what this means, right?" They're gonna implicate us because we found it, and guys, we've killed before! We have killed before! We gotta hide the body. There's a bunch of people that, you know, during certain time periods can't even (laughs) control themselves that live here. No, what I mean is, we have a murder mystery here. Excuse me while I go grab a second. But we had a mystery! I I sang it wrong. Solve a mystery. I'm amazing. Okay, let's keep going. (laughs) I made him walk away. It was a great joke. It was so great I made Nicholas. It was very well done. I will not lie. That one's This is how I determine how funny I am. If my fiance leaves my presence, I got it. (laughs) Okay. Quality jokes, ten out of ten. It's very relevant because to this is airplanes. Anyway, it's a dark blur. so I really want to rewrite the whole thing. Tamber, uh, you know, make, has you guys follow her back to your guys' rooms, and uh, she says, "This isn't the first time, from what I understand, that uh, this has happened in Duskvale." Someone's died in Duskvale more than once. Oh Big yeah, there was shocker. years ago uh, when the fourth era heroes uh, rolled through. There was a uh, serial killer on the loose. Yeah, it was the groundskeeper, I think. Uh, the gravedigger, groundskeeper. Yes, him. Yeah, absolutely right. He he wanted to like become aware everything or something. He was like injecting like oh. the the blood stuff. I don't know. It it was never really like talked about in detail in the stories, but he was like injecting the blood stuff of other like undead races into himself to try and amass their power. And it was, I thought it was just like you know embellishment for the sake of a good story. But you know, seeing everything that's been going on around here since we've been in town, so I, I mean, Mel- that- Melakai is is that a uh, an academic term? Blood stuff. No, not in the slightest. I don't know what it's actually called outside of blood, but it wasn't just like blood. It was like their the source of their powers. I don't know. Do you, I'm not do a you magician. Think this person, do you think this person wants to clean a lot of things? Maybe they were just why would really upset? No, they, they want it service. dirty. 
They want it dirty, so they kill the Why would they the kill? Yeah, why would they kill the person who's cleaning? Well, because if they're trying to inject maid blood, they're trying to be really. No, clean. I'm, I'm not no, saying that's what's happening now. I'm just saying that's oh. what happened in, in the in the previous story. Any, anyway, they want they want yeah. Duskvale dirty, so they're killing all of the maids. Make make Duskvale dirty again. Clearly, that's their their murder platform. Throw up. That really sounds like a murder platform. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. But uh, Tambor says, but anyway, adhering to tradition, I'll be right back. I'm sorry. What? And uh, she gasp, leaves, goes into her room, comes back like about a minute later, as you guys He's are just kind of yeah, as you guys are just kind of awkwardly standing out in the hall. And when she comes back, she's dressed up in like you know how Commissioner Gordon dresses. Like the police trench coat? Mm-hmm. Commissioner- Oh, no, not Commissioner Gordon. Sorry. No, um... <clears throat> you know how, uh, the guy who wants pictures of Spider-Man dresses? J. Jonah yes. Jameson? Yes. Yes. You know, Favorite. beige slacks, crap, crap, uh, crap. S- striped, uh, button-down suspenders and a bow tie. She walks out and she's wearing that. Does she yep. have a cigar? Please tell yes. me she has a stogie. Okay, good. Yes. Great. And she takes a drag of the cigar, exhales, just... She goes, we've got a good old-fashioned murder mystery on, on our hands, and you guys are going to be the ones to solve it. And she says, I prepared for this, because I'm always prepared, and also because I have a cloak of preparation. And, uh... Like Batman. To Pariah, she hands a Sherlock Holmes-style hat. Yes! I immediately put it on. Yes! To Malachi, she, uh, hands you a, uh... A not lame fedora and a trench coat. Oh, why Man, would you do this to me? But okay. Special fedora with with the it, it's more like a it's noir like a, film. Yeah, style. like classic noir. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I raise my hand. Yes. I point to Yul. She says, "Would clothing stay on her? Would clothing stay on you?" And Yul goes, "I've never tried, but I don't think so, honestly." I, I feel like Cat we should mint. at least try a, a fancy detective hat for Yul. Come on. Catmint. Right, Press guys. Press to digitate a hat for Yoel. I do it. Out of shadow. <laughs> like, right, so Yoel has like Yoel has a shadow. Um, oh, like a, a Watson hat. Derby. Yeah, a Watson oh, derby. Yes, like that. I love that. And uh, for you, Catmint. For you, uh, she hands you a um, like one of those net hats. Where like that, it's that, like a little hat on top. The mysterious like, widows wear. Yeah, that mysterious yeah. and a uh, and a small black dress that fits you. And she says, "Go get changed. We're I'm gonna gone. figure I'm this out." I'm already gone. Costume change. I get to look like a pretty lady. I'm mm-hmm. gone. Done. I'm I'm switching out the captain's jacket okay. for a more Sherlock Holmesy jacket. Yep. Does it have like some of like the the capeness to it? Oh, I'm I'm best. still I'm still wearing the cloak. Yeah, as well. He still has the elven cloak, so. I, and uh, I were you I, wearing I, the captain's jacket over leather armor with a cloak over the? Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, I was. Layering. Eventually, Pariah's gonna look like one of the guys from those videos where they're wearing oh, thirty man. shirts at once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have to cut I out at the end of the game. Don't I'm worry, I'm sneaky as he waddles down. around. That he was wearing a captain's outfit. Oh my gosh. What I really want is I want to, to get that cloak styled as the captain's jacket. Oh, that that can be arranged. You anyway, just need to find like the transmog vendor. Why not just ask Arin? Yeah. She turned her uh you know Yeah, I know. Her cloak of kings into a trench coat, so 
we look great. Mm-hmm. I want to dig through my bag, uh, and I'm going to, like, reach in, and I'm going to pull out an old bubble pipe that I'm saving for a special occasion. Yes. <laughs> I pull Real out quick, a long cigarette and I put it in holder. Uh, just for safety's sake, uh, I'm taking that coin mm-hmm. out of the captain's jacket and pocketing it in my oh, Sherlock yes. Holmes jacket. You don't have to tell me. It is assumed that it is actually in your pants pocket so that you have it at all times. Um, but uh, And then uh, Tambor says, and uh, last thing, um, she reaches into her pocket and holds forward a magnifying glass. And she says, uh, "I'm going to take that." All right, you take the magnifying glass. It's, it's she says, your "Hand accessory. We all have one." Yeah. And so they they're smoking, and I've got a magnifying glass. Bubbling. Malachi Thank has you. bubbles. I don't know. And how as to take my as I say that, a big stream of bubbles comes out of the pipe. But she says uh, that magnifying glass does have uh, a some importance. It's been used uh, to solve murders multiple times. Uh, the fourth heroes used it. The third heroes used it. The second heroes used it. Reese used it. How I came to own it, don't ask. How did you come to... Sorry. <laughs> did the advanced heroes use it? No. No. Oh. There weren't any. Everybody tried to forget about that era. It was a strange time. Um, but... <clears throat> and she says, I'm sure you could probably hear... Artifacts such as this have their own songs, even. Mm-hmm. May it serve you well. And by serve you well, I mean this literally does nothing else except for function as a magnifying glass. Have fun. <laughs> and she says, and I need you to find out who did it. Clearly, whoever did it is still in the hotel. Question Let's quickly everyone. lock the doors. You're going to want to talk to the matron first. Oh, yeah, we need it. I run downstairs. And hide the body. We need to no, don't touch put the body. Somewhere no one else can take she it. She says, Do "Don't worry about the body. I'll make sure no one gets to it." Okay. Although, if you guys want to go scope it out, I would love to. I'll... We gotta set up some tape. I'll go talk to the the uh, the guy downstairs. Tell him to lock the doors. Um, yes. You guys, I will do real detective work. <laughs> All right. So Malachi, I'm gonna go with Malachi first. Malachi, you head downstairs, and. Side. I have a question. Yes. If there were advanced era heroes, were there three and a half era? Yes. Okay. The uh, the heroes known as the heroes known as the Pathfinders um, are from an entirely different universe. Actually, if you want to, uh, if you if you really want to know, there the third era hero is uh, Mandelbrot, and then halfway through the third era, there was a uh, there was a secondary, you know. Um, incident in which he was joined by two others. Ah, yes. So I there was there was the third hero, third era hero, and the three point five. Yes. <laughs> in case you haven't figured out the hero's scheme yet, don't tell them they're stupid if they don't know it. In other words, hey, don't insult fault. our listeners. Every single every single time there's a new edition, Nick runs a new music campaign. So Malachi, you uh find yourself, you know, downstairs. You run down four floors even though there's elevators available to you. No time! And, <laughs> and uh, you get down to the front desk and uh, that dwarf is still there and he looks at you and he goes, What? So I'm still wearing, like, my pajamas with these fancy hats and I just, like, slide on the hardwood floor to a stop right in front of him. Which is funny because Yoel... Because she's tethered to you, yeah. is kind of getting dragged along. Uh-huh. It looks ridiculous, I grant you. It looks but hilarious. I, but I, like, time it so I stop directly in front of him, blow a couple mm-hmm. bubbles out of my pipe. There's been a murder! 
And he goes, is this supposed to be a, a bit? No, this is legitimately 100% serious. One of the, we, I heard a noise in my room and there was a, when I went and investigated, there was a dead uh, member of the wait staff upstairs with a lot of holes in her chest. Um, so, yeah, we need to like lock the doors and this find is... out what happened. All right, I'll lock the doors and contact Ian. Great. Thank you yep. for letting me know. Don't touch anything. I will not touch anything. Good. All right, you two who are di- uh, who are by the dead body. <laughs> Cut to them touching. <laughs> right. So you guys are standing over the dead body currently. I think Pariah should probably this part. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to look over. Uh, first, I want to look at the wounds. Okay. So you look over into the wounds. Make me an uh, actually make me a medicine check. Oh. Okay. Three! There are three holes! Three holes! Um, well, he was... Whatever. Uh, uh, uh. Three times. She. Or once. She. I'm not good with gems. <laughs> I'm going to um, look around, the, not at the body, but I'm going to look at like the hallway to see if I can see anything. Like blood splatters or murder weapons. You see... Uh, make me an investigation check. Tides of Chaos. Oh, that didn't ha. make it any better. With Tides of Chaos, do you have to take the second one? No. Or does it give you advantage? It's advantage. Okay. Fun. Yeah, so I got a seven. <clears throat> she got a so seven you... for our listeners. Yeah. Seven. So, Catmint, um, you don't really see much. The lighting is very dim. You're very accustomed to, you know, sunny days and bright lights and all I that. I cast a bunch of light in the sky magically in the, in the, in the, by the ceiling. Uh, do you cast light? No, I do prestidigitation with a bunch of little lights. So you're making little fireworks. Yes. Okay. Um, that is, that does illuminate the wall, and you see that there's three very precise-looking blood spots on the wall. Obviously, they drip down a little bit. Pariah, look! What? And those blood spots! I'll pull the magnifying glass out right away. Oh-ho! <laughs> <laughs> And the ring just says, are you guys serious right now? I think every time we do this art, we somehow get silver with it each time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pariah, we gotta look close. I, wait, I gotta get the voice right. I've gotta talk like this all the time now. Yeah, see? And Catman, you hear coming from the ring, excuse me, what? This now is we can't... the voice you make when you're about to solve a crime. Now we can't, we can't face off against a criminal without these proper voices, you see. Am I in a Twilight Zone? What is going on? What is wrong with you two? I run up the stairs, and I'm the muscle! (laughs) (laughs) I love I'm the face. He brains, and that's the muscle. (laughs) Because if he's the brains, then we're doomed. Shut up, you! You're the dirtbag, and I'm gonna look in the lady's pockets. Uh, I, <laughs> I would like to investigate the blood stains on the wall first. Alright, make me an investigation. That is a nine. The blood stains match up with the holes. No splatter. No splatter. Interesting. What? They are, there's a little bit of a drip because there's. Yeah, was, they're dripping, but, but there's it's no not splatter. a splatter. It's like very precise. Oh, I see. As if the blood was pushed into the wall kind of idea. Do you think they were right up against the wall, then? If they were right up against the wall, were the wounds all the way through? Uh, were they? You guys 
looking. Yes. I'm gonna go look. They're all the yes. way through. Yes. If she was right up against... Sorry. Give me a second. If she was right up against the wall, then there'd be holes in the wall, you see. Oh, jeez, boss. <laughs> and you just hear Yoel go, Wait, what? No, no. Yeah, oh, no. I'm, I'm the dumb muscle. That's the character I'm playing, right? Getting into characters. Well, I mean, if you can't beat him, then it sounds like you're gonna have to join him. Yeah, there we go, alright. The ring is just like, are you kidding me? Someone, please. Come on, have some fun. Can you fun. guys just can Go you on. guys just leave me in the room? Have some fun, Ringo Ringley. I'll have some fun as long as you don't tell my husband I'm here. <laughs> what are you talking about? Alright, we may be getting a bit ridiculous. We are dealing with an actual dead person. Yeah, no, so, no really yeah. dead here. Yeah, okay. we should we should probably like cut out the some we're gonna cut have the to We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to make sure that we respect yo. the dead. You know what I'm talking about? Yo, 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 we're we're done with the movie. We, we just realized the, the gravity of the situation. Oh, yeah. I was having fun. Yeah, us too. Sorry, it's kind of a bad taste. There is a corpse right there. I know that we're like jaded about that, but and you hear a <clears throat> from behind you, and you see Tamber from behind you guys, just arms crossed, staring at you, <laughs> foot tapping. I want to look in its pockets. I've said this like four times. What's in the lady's pockets? Nothing except for a. I take it out. It says Lola. Lola died. Hello, LA. I'm gonna keep Lola. this. Um, club down in the dusk I don't know the rest of the words. I only know the <laughs> lyrics to Yoda. Weird Al's Yoda. And Tamber says, Tamber says, <laughs> no, pocket. no, do not keep that. That is evidence. Put it, put it back. I thought I could use it to intimidate people. Why? Because catmint doesn't, doesn't. I drop it on top of the body. Okay, well, what are, what else do I we look at? I pick it up and put it back in the pocket. Catmint. Okay. And, uh, Tamber says, well, are you going to question people? This is a hotel. There's plenty of people here. I did ask the guy downstairs to lock the doors, so now no one will be able to, we should start waking people up, I guess. She says, well, that's very good. They're Let's probably not start on this, floor. On this hotel floor. They're probably not on this floor, though. If you killed someone in cold blood, you but wouldn't stay on the floor people here might be awake. People here might have been awake and might have heard something. That's a good point. We're not looking for the murderer right now, we're just looking for clues. Yes. Should I talk to people on both sides of this hallway? And you guys hear a voice from behind even Tamber, um, from further down the hall. And uh, Tamber steps to the side, you know, to, to see so that also you guys can see. And standing there is a, well, a little bit shorter human. Uh, she's wearing, like, full detective-style outfit, you know, the peacoat-style trench coat. Um, a, uh, what is the, what's the old man's look? What is the old man hat? Oh, sure, the old uh, man hat. Shepherd's hat. Yeah, uh, like a no, shepherd's yeah. hat. And, uh, she's got her arms on her hips, and she's, like, kind of doing, like, standing kind of angled and looking towards you guys, and she goes, I bet I know who did it. Who are you? She goes, of course. It's always the butler. Oh. And she walks forward. I've seen Clue. I know that that's not 100% accurate. I'm gonna go home and have sex with my wife. What? That's from Clue. That's from Clue. Yeah, it is. It is. That's the only only quote I could pull (laughs) that fast. But anyway, and she walks forward, and uh, she hands you, like, she puts forward her hand, and uh, in two of her fingers, outstretched towards you, is a card. I take the card. 
She goes, the name's Ian, Ian Sinclair. I'm the hotel detective. That's very fancy. Good for you, she says. Who did it? Who did it? She said, well, I've got a couple ideas. But like I said, it's always the butler, isn't it? So does the dwarf downstairs always murder people and you just let him go? A hundred years ago, it was the grave digger. It was more than a hundred years ago. I I don't know what you're talking about. Is that butler for the dead? She says, Man, that's an easy job. That is where you guys have already made a mistake. When I say the butler, you see, the matron that runs this establishment, if you know your history, she used to run a uh, brothel with uh, courtesans. People pay a lot of money to, uh, you know... <clears throat> no, have I a, don't. Please have continue. a night with more exotic women. Ew! But you see, the matron expanded to more than just women. She started adding, you know, male escorts to her repertoire. And then she made a hotel where the primary focus is home and hospitality. But... She still offers her other services. The mayor, er, the matron, is the one who really runs Duskvale. A lot of these male escorts dress as butlers, so it could be any of them. Are they often murderers? You said the butler always does it. She goes, or is that just a euphemism? That's a euphemism. But also, that's who I'm going to interrogate first. I'm going to solve this murder before you. I I didn't realize this was a, a race. Is this lady a prostitute? She goes, I am not a prostitute. No, not you, the dead girl. Her? No, she's... And they're not prostitutes. Don't look at her. They're not prostitutes. They're courtesans. They do this by choice. It's our evidence. You can't come near it. It's a bit of a moral gray like the whole thing. Let's not, like, get into pedantics. Dibs on this body. You can't come near it. Says, I don't even need to see the body. I'm gonna figure out who it is before you. After I all, start I'm running down the hallway. <laughs> and as you run, she goes, Ian Sinclair, hotel detective. I want to well, find the matrix. Good luck. I, I'm just going. I, congratulations I, I, on your your title. I'm extremely competitive with this. I, I okay. mean, you have already started running. Yes. Malachi and Pariah. Yeah, I, I genuinely see. hope. I genuinely hope one of us solves this crime. It's a terrible thing. Good luck. She says, "I'll stake my reputation on it." That's and uh, kind of weird. Tamber, you see, you see Tamber walk up, and they both appear to be about the same. Like Tamber's definitely shorter, being a halfling, but uh, Ian is. She's definitely a little bit shorter for a human. And you see Tamber stand up on her tiptoes to get almost eye level with her, and they are like, you know toe-to-toe staring each other down and she, Tamper takes a drag of her cigar and whoosh, right into Ian's face and she goes my team's gonna be solving this case before your, before you will Well, I have full faith in them but why, are, why do we need to make this a, a competition? I mean, we're all working And they the same both goal. look over you, they both look over at you and at the same time they go, it's a goddamn competition now I'm already going. Okay, it's a goddamn I immediately point the point now. my finger at Melakai and go, "Okay, I think he did it." <laughs> I, 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 Impossible. He's got too weak of a stomach. Hey, and Yol goes, "I mean, he is a I've seen him wholesale slaughter people." I okay. First off, like, doesn't I, mean he likes it. One, I don't have a weak stomach. Two, I don't like it. Thank you. Three, I use swords. Swords don't make holes like that. It's true. Am I at the matron's office yet? We'll cut to you. Yes. Yes, you are. 
You had to stop and ask the uh, the guy at the front desk, whose name still eludes you. Where's the office? He goes, which office? There's the multiple. Office. Oh. Hmm. I don't know if the matron's gonna have a oh much of a gosh, use for you. Oh my gosh, where is it? But I mean, I guess with a snout like that, I mean... I'm busy solving a puzzle! A puzzle? I heard there was a murder. A murder puzzle! Right. Murder. Down where the hall. <laughs> Keep running. All right, murder so puzzle, you... where if you don't put the pieces in correctly, you die. This is just saw. I'm hammering on the door. Fair. No, no oh, one yeah, asked for another song. We don't so, want this, Keith. The door opens, and Catmint, you've never really had an idea of what a goddess looks like. However, standing before you is the literally most attractive dryad you have ever seen in your entire life. Like, all the curves. She's definitely a plant person being a dryad, so you already feel some sort of a kinship with her. And she's standing with one hand on her hip, and, uh, you know, she's, uh, no, she's not picking her teeth. Uh, and she looks down at you. She has, like, she's green, like a dryad, and, uh, has a bright red, long, flowing dress. And, uh, like I said, girls got curves. Like, goddamn, this girl okay, is very attractive. It. Yeah, I the point it. is, the matron is everything sexualized about women. Do you get it yet? Jessica no, Rabbit. please explain more. Um, if you could take Jessica Stop. Rabbit and make her a dryad, yeah, kinda, yeah. And then and then give her the personality of uh what's her name from uh Chicago? Oh, yeah, the warden. Her. The warden. Judy Chicago. Judy Chicago! From Chicago. Oh, it's do they call her Mama or is it Lola? When you're good to Mama! Yes, Mama. Yeah, so looks like a dryad version, dryad version of uh, Jessica Rabbit with the personality of Mama from Chicago. Yes, and she says, and uh, she goes, and what can I help you with? My name is Catman, and I'm solving a murder puzzle. I need to interrogate you. She says, this is certainly the most unorthodox edition I've ever received. I absolutely am not interested in any of your business. I am just interested in asking you about some murder suspects. You might be one of them, so get in that office before I accuse you. And she goes, you've got a lot of, uh... Hutzpah! I know! Get in there! You do realize who you're addressing, right? I'm one of the heroes of the fifth age! And she says, and I don't care! I had the heroes of the fourth era wrapped around my little finger. I pressed it digitate, I don't care! And then I wipe it away and I say, let's just talk about this. <laughs> and says, then I wipe, stop being so sassy. She says, there's no sass. I just need people <sighs> to know who's in charge. Okay, I have, you're the person who owns this place. Can we please? There's a certain amount of respect <sighs> that I am owed. Parsley kin. Cry, I can do this. And I turn and I walk away because I am done with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Malachi and Pariah, flipping to you. I I come up and tell you this. Do you walk downstairs? I'm gonna start knocking on doors. Get some people. I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you. Um, I'm knocking on doors as well. 
so you guys are knocking on doors, a lot of people aren't answering the doors, and uh, you definitely see a lot of people that, like, when they open up the doors, like, they are tired as heck. Like, they've obviously been sleeping, so you guys Anytime. can definitely say, with, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the people that you guys are encountering have not done it. Anytime anybody answers, though, I'm going to ask them if they've heard anything this evening. And they always say, no. Thank you. Good night. Whenever I open a door, I'm specifically looking for, um, like, bloody footprints as well. Like, bloody prints. Like, maybe they step there. There, um, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not seeing any blood. Well, if I, do I catch wind of him asking this? Yes. I'm gonna go back and look around the body. Are there any, is there any blood other than what's on the wall? No. I'm gonna go and tell Melakai. They wouldn't be tracking blood. The only blood that exists is under her or on the wall. There's no prints or anything. Damn, something's easy. And Yoel says, nothing's easy, Malachi. So, um, just keep knocking on doors then. That's our, says, that's our best course of option at this point, right? I mean, didn't Tamber say that we should contact the matron? Or yeah, is Catman yeah. taking... Catman said Catman's she was taking that. care of that. At this point, I walk upstairs yep. and I'm like, guys, you to do that for me. Oh, okay. You could. I guess Catmint isn't taking care of that. She's horrible. All right, I'll let me go try. I. You gotta really flirt with her because she doesn't want to talk to anyone that doesn't adore her. Ugh. I probably should try. <laughs> you can do it. And Yoel says, "Is she that self-indulgent, or is it one of those like weird respect things that oh. people do when they're in charge?" Alright, tell you what, I'll go try, and if I fail, just I'll come nice. back up and push Pariah down there. Just be nice, just be nice. Obviously, I'm not very good at that, so I just kind of hate her now. I'm going nice. to go downstairs and check to see if there's anybody awake in the lobby. Um, Pariah, you head downstairs, you do see some people. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go downstairs and find the matron while Pariah's interrogating people in the lobby. Okay. So, you go over to the matron's office. Catmint has told you where it is. Um, the door is closed. I know. Alright, uh, the door opens again. Again, what I described, you know, goddamn. And she, uh, looks at you and she goes, Yes, can I help you? Uh, Court, did we get a name? A name? I'm asking Nick the DM. Did we get a name for the matron? Uh, no, she goes by the matron. Okay. Or miss, or ma'am, or madam, or matron. Okay. Nobody um, actually knows what her real name is. You must be You know the, this because Malachi yeah. knows this. You must be the matron of this establishment, yes? And she goes, yes, that's what they call me. Well, madam, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there has been a... A murder, yes. So I've been told. Yes. Are you with that disrespectful plant creature? I'm... <laughs> very sorry that my friend was disrespectful towards you. Uh, she says, aren't you just she's a deer? Not, she's not very, uh, not very social, that one. Um, she seemed extremely social, but not sure how to control it. She's got a lot of energy, just doesn't direct it right. very effectively. Um, anyways, uh, we were wondering if we'd be able to uh, ask you questions about any suspicious people we may have seen around, or any, um, any uh, uh, patrons of your business who may seem shadier than usual. Um, simple things like that. If you'd be willing to uh, allow us to ask questions. And she says to the point, 
pretty innocent. I remember another person a lot like you a couple years ago. And by a couple, I mean a long time ago. Sure, why the hell not? Step in, please. Excellent. So you walk in, and she closes the door behind the two of you. Pariah! Yeah. So, there's two people, um, sitting at the, um, like, sitting in one of the couches, and, uh, in the lobby. And that's all, that's, that's all who's in the lobby. And they're making, you know, they're staring at each other and, like, saying, like, talking quietly and definitely making, like, cutesy eyes at each other and stuff. I will actually just walk over near them and just... <coughs> they pay you for a no second. Mind. Excuse me. And they both look over at you. Um, you see that uh, it's a woman and a man. The man is a high elf. The woman appears to be a human. Um, she's uh, you know darker complexion, um, which is which you really only notice just because um, in stark contrast to the very pale whiteness of uh, her companion, who appears to be a high elf. And uh, the high elf goes. Yes. Would either of you happen to have heard anything this evening? And uh, the man says, No, we haven't heard anything. What rooms are the two of you staying in? If you don't mind me asking. The woman goes, You're asking a lot of questions, you know that. I'm trying to find out about um, something unsavory that's happened in the hotel. I don't mean to alarm you, but uh, and she there's says, been a murder. When you said unsavory, <laughs> I was going to ask. You do know where you are, right? There's a lot of unsavory things. Okay. Well, as far as a murder is concerned, neither of us have heard anything. You didn't answer my question. And what that rooms was, are you two staying in? We we're staying in one room on the seventh floor. You're asking a lot of questions. Yes, I am. I'm trying to figure out uh, what's going on. And who put you in charge? Does that matter? Well, yes, it matters quite a bit. We do have rights to you. We don't have to answer to you. No, you don't. But do know that that just makes you more suspicious. And that means I'm more in your business. And that means less canoodling between two of you. So if you just answer my questions, then make I can let in- you get back to it. Make me an intimidation roll. First ever intimidation check in history that used the word canoodle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a nine. Aw. Uh, the man says, You're not going to scare me. You're I'll not going to my... scare us. I'll pull out my revolver. And he says, Okay. You know, by killing us, that makes you even more of a... I'm not aiming suspect it at Suspect yourself. I'm not aiming it at him. Mm-hmm. He, he still says I, it. I pull it out, and I, I open the, the chamber. Okay. And I would like to make another intimidation roll. Okay. As I, as I load bullets into chamber okay and just say you know whoever did this is not going to meet a happy end and i would really like the two of you to meet a happy happy end of this evening hey chicka bop bop that's a natural 20 yeah nice boom the woman goes okay okay all, all right fine i'll talk i'll talk i'll talk she says no one needs to die all right I wouldn't kill you. No you one might needs have trouble walking, but you know. And I no put one the needs gun to away. be maimed either. She says, "I've been hearing. See, we're. My name's Jess, and this is my husband, Elias. We're newlyweds. We're on our honeymoon. We've always been kind of fascinated with, uh, you know, the undead, were beasts, and all that. Um, so, you know, we thought our honeymoon would be best spent over here in Dustvale, and." Uh, 
Lately I've been hearing, and by lately I mean we've only been here three days, but for the past three days I've been hearing the sound of a crying baby every now and then. A crying baby. I mean, maybe it's, you know... That sounds like it could just be normal. Right, but it always happens around the same time. Approximately 1 p.m. Or 1 a.m., sorry. I mean, depending on the age of the baby, it could still be normal. She says, most people wouldn't take an infant to a hotel such as this. But maybe that's just me. Maybe it's one of the workers. She says, I don't know, but that's all I know. Now can you leave us in peace? And you, Elias, anything to add? Says, I actually haven't heard that at all. This is news to me. If you don't mind me asking this one last question, what do the two of you do for professions? He says, well, Jess here is a, uh, a farmer. Specifically, uh, she tends to dairy, you know, dairy cows toward, uh, on the outskirts of, uh, Grand Falls. I, myself, am a historian. Thank you. Right. Now, please, leave us be. For now. And I'll walk away. Alright. Malachi. Yep. You are standing, um, the matron has crossed over, um, to her desk and is sitting in the chair behind it. Um, you are standing across from her. Okay. And she says, well, what have you got for me, hon? Well, um, the victim was a uh, Do you have a name? Lola. She was a uh, part of the, the house. Right, I know who Lola was. I hired her. I run this place, you know. Yeah, I was just trying to clarify. I didn't mean any offense. Um, yeah, she uh, was found with three... Nick, would you say large holes in her chest? Sizable. Three, not large, not small, not medium, sizable. Three pretty sizable holes in her chest. Um, would you say that, like... Say someone fired a very large projectile of some sort at her. Like, say, a it, ballista or something? Not a ballista. Halfway between, um... Like a really big crossbow. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. It, it almost looked like she was shot by very large crossbow bolts. Or other kind of projectiles. Um, really now? Yes. Have you noticed anyone in your establishment who's had unusual weaponry or things that may fire projectiles of that nature. She says, well, the only person here that uh, has any form of a projectile that he uses, like, uh, in terms of self-defense or anything of that nature, is going to be one of my male escorts. His name's Baxter. Uh, He's a shade. He uh, tends to, you know, frequent the last bite. He is a, uh, marksman. He practices archery. So you think it's the last bite? Is he working tonight? She says, I understand what you're insinuating, but you see, all of my employees that service themselves out, they all stay here when they're on the job, if you know what I mean. See, so you- this is their home, and I like to think of myself as their mother. I see. Do you know if he's... Yeah, he is. Will you be able to speak to him? Of course, you can speak to any members of my staff. Wonderful. Provided one thing. Oh? He says, you keep all wind of this away from <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany? It's this little halfling that showed up about a week ago. She's a reporter. 
You may know the, uh, I'm sure you've heard of the newspaper, the uh, Salt Cliff Times. I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. Tiffany Shortstride is a reporter, and uh, she tends to have an obsession with getting the latest scoop. Currently, she's... Say that again, hon? You say she came down a week ago? About a week ago, yeah. I also have my suspicions of her, though I don't know how she would do it. She knows the history that Duskvale has. I mean, it's no mystery to anybody here. When you're so welcoming of creatures of the night, sometimes you let some of the, uh, the rot slip through, like an emerald ash borer. I see. Into a nice tree. Is there anything else you can tell me? Any other more unsavory well, types? Here's something about Tiffany, and if you do run into her, which please do your best to not, there's been there's always been rumors flying around around her about that uh, she either causes or instigates events just so she can get a story for her paper. I wouldn't be surprised if she's going to try to use you know my city's history as leverage. I see. Was there anything else you needed from me, hon? I don't think so, unless there's any other information you have for me, but uh, it seems like it's a good place to at least start. She says, you'll excuse me for, you know, giving you what limited information I do have, but uh, I've got to take care of my own. I would like to roll an insight check on this. Uh, for what purpose? Uh, see if she's withholding any information from me. Okay. It's not my best skill, but it fits what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an eight. She's probably not. Alright, I completely understand. Thank you very much for your time. We'll, uh, we'll let you know if we find out anything. Best of luck to you. No, and, uh, uh, I'll not uh, get up to leave. Alright, you meet up with a pariah who has just finished uh, interrogating, you know, the couple in the uh, lobby. And you guys head upstairs to meet Catmint. Oh, actually, I, I did want to do something before we oh. headed upstairs. Okay. Real I quick. wanted to go and talk to the uh, the guy at the front desk. The front desk guy, yes. All right, you head over to him. This is going on while you're still talking to the major then. Excuse me. Uh, yeah? One, what is your name? Name's Alfred. You? Alfred. Pariah. That's well met. Uh, do you know anything about uh, Lola, a maid here? He goes, Lola? Yeah. Really nice, cheerful. And then he stops for him and he goes, Oh, don't tell me. Yeah. Man, out of all the people, I think I liked Lola more than the others. Did she have any enemies? Enemies? Lola? No. No one Did hated her. Did she ever irritate any of the guests or anything? She was almost as hospitable as, well, myself. And just real quick, could you run me through what she was doing, what she would be doing at this time of night? Generally? Yes. Uh, cleaning? You know. Going, would she be doing, like, room to room? room? No, we don't go into the rooms at night. What with this being a uh, dual establishment and all, you understand. I assumed. We used to, and then there was a mishap when, uh, somebody mistook the, uh, cleaning staff for, uh, an additional, uh, ah. escort. Yes. And, well don't clean at night anymore, even though it is technically always night. <laughs> so you don't and he, he kind of smiles and laughs a little bit, and you see two very, very pointy canines. Mm-hmm. And he says, 
but uh, cleaning the halls, you know, if there's anything on the walls that needs cleaning, changing lights if they need them, that sort of thing. Just general uh, upkeep. Okay, do you know what she was doing on the fifth floor? In fact, fifth, fifth floor, um, probably. Is, yes, okay. Um, dusting, I would dusting. say. Dusting would be what she generally does around this time of the week. Do you have any records of jobs that they get called out on? Uh, jobs as in... If there's, say, a light out or anything like that. Anything out of the ordinary. Right, yes. Um, I can definitely look that up for you. Please, do. And, uh, Particularly goes... for Floor 5 or for Lola specifically. Of course. And he goes over uh, to a book, opens it up to a place that is bookmarked, and mm-hmm. he scans his finger down and he goes, There actually hasn't been anything today. Tonight, you know what I mean. <laughs> May I see? And he hands, like, he brings the book over, sets it in front of you, and you read through it, and no, there hasn't been anything. I would like to uh, roll insight to see if anything might have been erased or removed. Okay. Uh, that's a 10. There hasn't. You don't see okay. any eraser marks or anything like that. Okay. And he says, But yeah, I'm not, uh, not sure who would have done it. I mean, I've been here the whole time. Someone as far as man, the front desk. As far as uh, locals or staff, uh, do you know of anybody who would be around and out about now? Um. Well, Baxter usually is uh, back around this time-ish. Baxter. Uh, he's one of the male escorts here. I'm in a glass cage of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> you are about ten years too late, my dude. <laughs> yeah. Anchorman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. He says, You're never too late for Anchorman. He says, but uh, as far as all of our other staff, I can assure you, almost all of them are aqu- accounted for. Mm. Thank you. And uh, you hear in your head, you hear the ring go, You know, what if he changed the books by magic? Just saying, man, like... You know, just, Real. just a thought. Hey, he's fair. That's fair. I'll roll Arcana. Alright. Eleven. Good thing the check is wrong. Um, you sense that something has been magically erased from the book. Do I... Hmm. A vampire would know magic. At least some. Okay. I'll leave it be at, at that for now. Okay. So, you walk away from Alfred... And as you're walking away from him, Malachi walks out from uh, the matron's office, and you guys meet up in the lobby. Okay. Anything good? Well, did you took the words right out of my mouth. Anything good? Somebody erases something magically from the logbook for their work orders. Sounds promising. I got a few leads, but, well, matron's probably looking after her own selfers first, well, let's let's meet up with Catmint and uh, Tamber and uh, share what we've learned. Sure. All right. So you guys head up, head back up to the fifth floor where Catmint has been just kind of standing around. I'm bored. <laughs> without direction. Guys. And don't uh, let me do anything while you walked away. <laughs> you didn't say that you were gonna do anything, Catmint. But uh, that is where we will. Uh, close out the episode. Uh, Catman should have ended that with, good news guys, I've solved the case! 
<laughs> we can we can open with that if you want. How's that? All right. So we'll catch you next time, guys. As uh, <clears throat> the who done it at the uh... eternal rest. Well, hey, it's almost like you planned for there to be a murder mystery here. Who'd have thunk it? Oh man, who knows? What? But uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Three Azimar and a Tiefling awaken in a strange world with no memory of how or why they're there. Join Briathos, Bizdira, Flick, Kit, and their friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands as they explore this new world and try to regain their memories, all the while making friends with a tribe of kobolds, playing matchmaker, and much more. The Last Refuge is a weekly homebrewed Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. The Last Refuge, available wherever you download your podcasts.